You are tuned to the Nahum Siegel Network on jmandtheam.org and nahumsegel.com. Stay tuned for JM Sunday with Matis Weingast. I 
Good morning, everyone. Welcome to JM Sunday right here on the Nachum Siegel Network. I'm your host, Matis Weingast. It's the third day in the month of January 2016, a brand new secular new year. And it is the 22nd of Tevet, 5776. Cold outside right now. It actually is uh, wintry weather for a change. 31 degrees here in the New York, New Jersey area. Clear going up to a high of 50 degrees, not bad, and it's going to be sunny, and going down to 27 degrees tonight, and uh, clear in Jerusalem. It's 48 degrees right now, and uh, there are showers there, and 41 degrees is the expected low tonight with early showers also. In, uh, well, we'll hear the news from Israel at 8 o'clock, and I'm sure that there'll be something about the uh, the weather. I believe it was hail in Israel on Friday. But that's, uh, that's not a big deal. <laughs> it is, if you're doing Daf Yomi, it's, uh, Gitten Daf 21. And I want to thank everybody for joining me here this morning on another edition of JM Sunday. We will have, uh, Rabbi David Golwas with Morning Chizuk at 7.30, as I mentioned, News from Israel at 8 o'clock. And at 8.15, I'll be joined by Rabbi Daniel Cohen. He is the, uh, Rabbi of the of Congregation Aguda Shalom in Stamford, Connecticut, and uh, he is also on the National Council of APAC. So we'll be talking about APAC's upcoming policy conference and uh, the importance of APAC and uh, and being involved. So that is something that uh, that is going to be very interesting. I look forward to that. And we'll have a lot of music between uh, all these different segments. So thanks for joining me this morning. I appreciate it. Uh, you can like us on Facebook, as a listener just did a couple of hours ago. JM Sunday is the page. And if you have any requests, you can go to the NSN app and uh, put the request in there. I'll try to do what I can. It's a busy morning. But we'll see what we can do. Let's start off with some Benny Friedman right here on JM Sunday. Malo, Shall we just 
Schlockrock Greatest Hits, Volume Number 2, Aishas Chayel, here on JM Sunday. Matas Wine Guest with you. Before that, we heard from Itzi Weinberger, Gideon Levine, Anna Hashem, and Benny Friedman. Anna Hashem is from uh, Michael Nadata. And it is uh, coming up on 7, actually it's 7.31, a little bit late today, and we are going to go right to uh, Rabbi Golwasser, Rabbi Golwasser's words, Lezech and Nishmaser of Zev, Rabbi Yosef Alevi, and Esther Bas Rabbi Yosef Alevi, here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. It says in Talmud Bavli, Meseches Shabbos, Omar Rava, Rava said, Adam Ladin, when they bring a person for the final judgment, Omrim Lo, they say to him, Did you deal faithfully? Did you establish times for learning? It is interesting that when we talk about emuna, we talk about faith, we also mean emuna and Hashem. We try throughout life to continually bolster our faith, to grow our faith, and get to a higher level of emuna and bitachon. The great Goen Rav Shach relates that once he went to Tashlich on Rosh Hashanah, he went to a river that was right on the gvul of Tchum Shabbos, the Shabbos boundary. All of a sudden, a strong wind blew the hat off of one of the Mispalalim and landed outside the Tchum, beyond the boundary. Rav Shach noted, he observed that the person stopped for just a moment, indecisively, and then the man ran quickly 
to pick up the hat. Rav Shach continued, the fact that he waited for a moment, that's a good thing. The Nisoyon, the challenges Be'emes truthfully very difficult because it's unpleasant and there's also a Hefzid Mamun, a loss of money. Ultimately, the person made his decision. I can also understand that, said Rav Shach, even though it was wrong. As it says, Lev Yodea Moras Nafsho. In Mishle and Proverbs it says, the heart knows its own bitterness. It's not simple to confront the traps of the Sahara. However, Rav Shach said, one thing I don't understand is why did he run? Why didn't he go slowly to pick up his hat? The truth of the matter is that he had a hergish, a feeling that he could deceive Hashem, that maybe if he'll run, pick up his hat, and quickly return within the Tchum Shabbos, up in Shemayim, they won't pick up on it. Does this not contradict Amuna? Certainly it does. If an individual would be makir the MS, would have a moment of truth, they realize, HaKadosh Baruch Hu Roa Es HaKol, that Hashem sees everything, V'yodeya Es HaKol, and knows everything, and there is nothing that is hidden from the eyes of Hashem. If we would think about this constantly, then we would live a life that is completely free and clear of all evil. We have to think about it deep in our neshamas. How many times does a person do something, b'seser, hiddenly, nobody should see it. However, we who have emuna shalema realize that all is seen. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you morning physic. Have a nice day. Thank you, Rabbi Goldwasser. 7.35 here on JM Sunday. It is uh, the third day in the month of January 2016, 22nd day in the month of Tevet. And uh, we are here with you as we are every Sunday morning bringing you JM Sunday on the Nachum Siegel Network. It is... Uh, it is right now 31 degrees outside and clear, going up to a high of 50 degrees here in the uh, north New Jersey, New York area. Throughout the day, we have great programming on the stream, including uh, encore presentations of the Z-Report, SNS with Avrami from last night, top nine at nine with Yossi Zweig, and then a first-run court report at seven o'clock tonight. Elliot Weiselberg will be uh, on and he will go through the last two weeks of news and scores, including all of the... Uh, as he describes it all, the wild action in the Varsity Hockey League East and get an update on the playoffs for each league. So that's uh, tonight at 7 p.m. exclusively on the Nachum Siegel Network, nachumsegel.com and uh, the NSN app. Nachum will be in tomorrow morning at JM in the AM, followed by the Israel Show with Mayor Weingarten, which is also an exclusive of the uh, Nachum Siegel Network. At uh, Coming up at 8 o'clock, we'll have the news from Israel live, a lot going on. We'll hear from Hannah Julian. And then at 8.15, I'll be joined by Rabbi Daniel Cohen of Congregation Agudah Shalom in Stamford, Connecticut. And we'll be talking about uh, the upcoming APAC policy conference taking place uh, in a number of weeks from now. And, uh, and Rabbi, Go- Rabbi Cohen is a member of the National Council of APAC. So we'll be talking about the importance of uh, of being a part of it. And uh, that's something that's going to be very interesting. 
I believe, for our listenership. We have a request of, uh, from Avram Fried from the Baruch of Atzlacha album, Yisimcha Elohim, and we are going to fulfill that request right now. Thanks for joining us, everyone, here on JM Sunday, exclusively on the Nachum Siegel Network. Oh, no, they left.
Shomea, 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 
Time. 
was uh, <laughs> Mayor Bernay with uh, El Nor Alila from the Shmakoli album. <laughs> Just laughing, crazy things to go on here on JM Sunday. Uh, Matas Weingast with you. It is uh, the third day in the month of January 2016, and uh, we're going to get to our news from Israel in just a few seconds. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, tonight on uh, Court Report, Elliot Weisberg will go through the last two weeks of news and scores including all the action in the Varsity Hockey League East and an update on the playoffs for each league. That takes place tonight, 7 o'clock to 8 o'clock, exclusively on the Nachum Siegel Network. And uh, that is always exciting. We have great programming all day long, including encore presentations. We're going to get to the news from Israel, as I said, in just a few seconds. And then I'll be joined by Rabbi Daniel Cohen of Congregation Agudath Shalom in Stamford, Connecticut. He is, among other things, on the uh, National Council of APAC, and we'll be talking about the upcoming policy conference. At, uh, at yeah, it's it is time. It is time right now for the news from Israel. Hannah Julian, Middle East news analyst and senior correspondent at JewishPress.com, joins us every Sunday morning to bring us up to date on the latest happenings in the state of Israel. Good morning, Hannah Julian. Good morning, Marcus. Uh, an Israeli woman was hurt just a short while ago, I'll let you know, in a terror attack at the Cave of the Patriarchs. Uh, and the Israeli soldiers are at the site. They aimed at the Arab terrorists, attacked the woman, but he managed to escape, and he is still at large at this time. We'll have more details for you later on. Uh, security personnel are also continuing to scour the Tel Aviv metropolitan area, as they hunt for the shooter who attacked the cafe at Dizengolf on Friday afternoon. Two were killed and eight others were injured in that attack. Police believe that 31-year-old Nashat Milham is still in the area, and he is still armed and dangerous. The Shinbet and Special Operations Police are hunting for him in the central Goose Dam area. That is where residents last reported having seen him. Police found bullet casings and other signs of shooting late last night in the Tunnel Road checkpoint area at the southern entrance to Jerusalem. This is on Highway 60 near the site where the road branches off to the Gilo neighborhood and to Talpiot. 
uh, near Kevin Rochel, near uh, Rachel's tomb. On Saturday night, an Israeli Arab showed up at a Jerusalem clinic with a gunshot wound. He said that he had been injured in the tunnels while driving toward Jerusalem. Police are still investigating that report. Two indictments were filed this morning also in the case of the arson murder of an Arab family, the Duwabcha family, in the village of Duma. 21-year-old Amiram Ben-Uriel of Jerusalem and a 17-year-old minor from the Samaria region were both indicted in the case. Ben-Uriel was charged with three counts of murder, two counts of attempted murder, two counts of arson, and one count of conspiring to commit a crime with nationalist motivation. The minor was charged with one count of conspiring to commit a crime with a nationalist motive. He is also suspected of involvement in arson at a different location, both of the suspects allegedly living in outposts near Duma at various times, according to the indictment. The government has approved the appointment of a new attorney general. The cabinet voted this morning to approve Avichai Mandelblit as the new attorney general. Mandelblit has served as the chief military advocate for the Israeli Armed Forces. He has been serving till now as cabinet secretary. Now I have a little day brightener for all of you supermodel fans. Those who follow Israeli supermodel Bar Raffaele already know, of course, that she posted a photo on her Instagram account with a little blue line. Uh, the caption made a little comment about 2016 being a happy and healthy year. Marcus, do you know about this, by the way? <laughs> do you, did you have any, any, any about this thing? Raffaele and her new husband, Adi Ezra, are now officially waiting to become first-time parents. <laughs> We want to wish them both Mazel Tov and Bashat Tov, uh, everything in the right time. Now, as to the weather, this always comes at the right time, of course. Of course. It's for today and tomorrow. The weekend, this weekend, we had, we had real, we had real storms here. We have real storms. Marcus, did you hear anything about the weather that we had here? Well, uh... Did anybody talk to you about the weather? It's, it's a little bit cold here, but you guys had hail over there, apparently. <laughs> we had everything over here. We had, you name it, we had it. We had blackouts. We had hail. We had rain. We had snow. We had gale force winds. Everybody... The, the heavens threw the book at us. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> <laughs> he threw the book at us. But, but it's all ending tomorrow. I have it on good authority, good authority that it's ending tomorrow. <laughs> Partly cloudy skies by Tuesday and Wednesday. The sun's finally going to peak out, at least a little bit. But remember to keep those coats handy, people, because it's going to stay cold. Winter really is finally here. It's good news for the Canard, all that rain, though, because it's finally pulled out of its slump. The water level is back up to where it should be. Oh, wow, nice. Have a great week, everyone. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it, it was already three centimeters on the water level in the Canard. The right. water's up, finally. Beautiful. We needed it. Thank God. Have Thank a great God. week. <laughs> Shavuot <Shibotov. laughs>
I'm Connor Julian, 6 a.m. Sunday. That's our news from Israel. Thanks, Connor Julian. We'll see you next week right here on JM Sunday, exclusively on the Nachum Siegel Network. It's 8.07 in the morning on a, uh, on a nice, uh, on a nice Sunday morning. It is 31 degrees here and going up to a high of 50 degrees. We're going to go back to some music in just a few minutes. We'll be joined by Rabbi Daniel Cohen of the, uh, of Congregation of Shalom in uh, Stamford, Connecticut. And we'll be discussing, among other things, primarily we'll be discussing the upcoming policy conference of the, the uh, of APAC. So, uh, looking forward to that. Here is uh, Avram David on JM Sunday exclusively on the Nachum Siegel Network.
something for you, listen up. Mashiach's coming, he's on his way, coast to coast. We'll all be saved, but it's hard for him to come here for us. Jews still not listening to Torah. We gotta get the kids to realize, this is true life. Now I'm singing from a soul that's pure. Come hear what I got in store. I got a vision to share with you all. God is our Father. We might get shut down, yes. We might get turned off, yes. Will we get up, up, yes. It's you we wanna impress. We feel redemption coming. We feel it every day. Yeah, we beg and we pray and we say, please can you bring it today? After darkness will be light. Every fight we will survive. We are God's sun that now is set, but will forever rise. Oh yeah. Bada boom from uh, Nachas here on JM Sunday. Thanks for listening, everybody. I'm, my name is Matas Weingast. We are an exclusive, exclusive show on the Nachum Siegel Network. And uh, we appreciate everybody being here. We're a drop late, but we're going to go right to our interview now. And uh, let's see, what is the, uh, what's the temperature out there in Stamford, Connecticut? It's about 32 degrees, getting up to a high of 44 today. Rabbi Daniel Cohen is the senior rabbi at the uh, congregation I go to the Shalom in Stamford, Connecticut. He's an author and a radio show host himself. And among his affiliations, including uh, with the Rabbinical Council of America and the Basin of America, Rabbi Cohen is also on the National Council of APAC. Rabbi Cohen, welcome to JM Sunday. Thank you very much. Appreciate you joining me this morning. I'm sorry we're dropped late, and we'll uh, get pleasure. everything in. You know, you have a—I know that you have a connection already with the network and with Nachum Siegel. I think Nachum was a uh, scholar in resident at uh, your synagogue about a year ago or so. He was. He was. He has um, a cousin actually that lives here, and Michael and Sharon Feldstein. So we had a wonderful time with him, and it was nice to have his presence uh, with us for uh, that Shabbat. Absolutely, and I believe you've been on the show uh, with him before, also. I have on the show with actually Pastor Greg Dahl, who I do a radio show with. So we had an opportunity to, to speak to Nachum Siegel as well. Right, that's the Rabbi and the Reverend is the name of your show, right? Yep. Uh, we're gonna, uh, you know, we we could spend the whole time talking just about y- your work with the synagogue and um, and and you're also an author. Uh, but we want to talk about today your affiliation with APAC. Uh, APAC is, of course, the American Israel Public Affairs Committee, and uh, you know, a lot of people know about APAC, certainly. They realize the work that APAC does. Uh, but most people probably don't understand the importance of uh, individual and, and group support of APAC on the grassroots level that we should have. You have made a commitment to being on the National Council, and uh, you bring every year to the policy conference, which this year will take place in March in Washington, you have a commitment to bring a large number of your congregants. So tell us, why do you have such a strong affiliation with APAC, and, and tell us why it's so important to have this connection on the grassroots individual level? Sure. Well, I'll answer your question in two ways. One is, first, the spiritual roots. I do believe that at every moment in history, every Jew in particular, no matter what their affiliation, has an obligation to be partners with God in helping try to transform the world. That's God's message to Abraham, you should be a blessing. And certainly when Abraham introduces himself, as Rabbi Soloveitchik says, he says, I'm a stranger and a citizen among you. We have to be engaged in the world in a way that helps 
Israel helps our country. And I try to communicate that to our congregation, that we can't be on the sidelines, we have to participate, and particularly given the nature of the generation in which we're living, we all have an obligation to participate in that process. And I believe strongly, and I think a lot of our congregants do, that APAC is a wonderful vehicle to help strengthen the relationship between America and Israel on a number of levels. An important principle in Judaism is hakarat hatov, simply giving gratitude to those individuals in Congress, Republican or Democrat, that believe in the shared values, and whether that relates to the economic support, the Iron Dome, defense cooperation, simply saying thank you, that alone is a reason to go down to Washington and express that. It's also... Go ahead. No, I'm sorry. Please continue. And no, it's also our obligation to be... Um, educated, which was what APAC Policy Conference does as well, and certainly to be advocates. And we started off about five years ago with approximately eight of our congregants going down to Policy Conference, and this year, God willing, we're up to 80 of them. And they really see it as their uh, mission, uh, not only, by the way, in March, but also throughout the year to help try to be mobilized uh, to help strengthen that relationship. Uh, that's amazing that you went up uh, so much in, in just a few years. And you mentioned to me when we spoke uh, off the air last night a bit that you have a large contingent of um, of college-age uh, people uh, who really are into this also. How does how do you get them into that? I mean, <laughs> I'll tell you what. I mean, it's actually not even college. We're big believers. I mean, this goes back all the way to uh, the mission and the tractate of Chagiga, where it says how... Young should your child be when it goes when the child goes to be Ola Rego. And I can't think of a more powerful experience in America for a young person to go to uh, than policy conference in terms of inspiring them. Obviously, Israel is the best. Um, but we started actually a fellowship. I asked a number of our congregants to help support sending teens to policy conference. So we started off there again with five sponsorships. Now we're up to 20 sponsorships. So we send 20 teens a year, full expenses paid, hotel, policy conference, and transportation because we believe we're investing in the future, and it's so transformational for them and for their families. Right, absolutely. And they get to see how our government here in the United States works also, uh, just you know, on a- any level. Uh, sometimes it's easier, it sometimes is. it's harder to you know, get things moving, but uh, it's a great experience. Yeah, I would say also, look, when I was their age as well, I never had a conversation with the United States Senator, a congressman. Uh, we are blessed to live in this country and to be able to express our opinions. And in my mind, this is a mitzvah for us to all be involved, and I urge everyone to try to find it in their heart, to find the time to take your child, to go yourself, because I think uh, just by being there, you'll be motivated to continue to to advocate for Israel and America's relationship with Israel. Absolutely. The policy conference this year takes place in Washington, D.C., begins Sunday, March 20th. It goes till the 22nd. Anybody who wants to register and find out information can go to policyconference.org, policyconference.org. Rabbi Daniel Cohen is the senior rabbi of congregation. I go to Shalom in Stanford and is on the National Council. So as being on the National Council of APAC, uh, what is your specific involvement? So what that means is that I actually travel to Washington a number of times during the year, specifically with agenda items to meet with congressmen, meet with our senators and lobby. So it's a more intensive lobbying experience, um, and that's something that I also try to nurture here as well. So that's the primary uh, role that I have as being part of National Council. I think, uh, I think that most people uh, you know, who've heard of APAC and certainly know that APAC advocates for Israel, 
don't realize that uh, the importance, and we, we say it on the show, Nachum talks about it all the time, we talk about it, the importance of communicating with individual representatives, which is, correct me if I'm wrong, which is what APEC helps facilitate during the course of the year, uh, because these representatives might hear certain things or certain viewpoints from maybe some groups, but it's a lot different when when they're contacted by individual constituents, you know, in the hundreds or thousands about a certain issue. Yeah, I would say I think your point's well taken. One of the first things I learned when I went to APAC is it's all about relationships. Um, so when you go down there, you meet with your senator, your congressman, you stay in touch with them during the year. And by the way, there are people involved in APAC. Take, for example, states that don't have a lot of Jewish people, you still could have an impact there. APAC, by the way, unlike the word PAC, it's bipartisan. It's not a um, PAC in the classical sense at all. Right. Public Affairs Committee, it's bipartisan. And simply, you know, when you can take up a phone and call your senator and talk to them or their um, staff, they know you, and that makes a difference. They have so much on their agenda, but your presence means a lot to them. It shows that you care. We shouldn't underestimate that, and that really makes a big difference in terms of uh, policy uh, for American Israel. You made a great point about the fact that there may be some uh, areas where there are very few Jews, if any, in, in certain congressional districts around the country, you know, here in this area where we're used to no such thing, but, you know, in other areas. And I, I know uh, that it is important for those representatives to know about Israel also and to see Israel in a positive light because there are a lot of interactions that go on in uh, in the Senate, certainly and in Congress, uh, when bills are passed and, and the different things that go on, the machinations beforehand, you, you need support from a lot of people to pass a bill sometimes, and even though that bill might not uh, affect you or your constituents directly, uh, there you know there's a lot of back and forth, and, and a congressman, I'm sure, and a senator needs a lot of support from a broad base, uh, even if that bill does not affect that area in particular, and here, by teaching, I guess, and, and uh, advocating to other representatives, it brings that information out to them. Yeah, no, for sure. And uh, just one final word. I mean, I truly believe that the next generation will look back on ours and say, what did we do to help support Israel? Most people that are listening to this, I'm sure, are not living in Israel right now, but that doesn't take away our obligation right now to say, what am I doing today to help further the safety and security of Israel? And as an American, we have a great opportunity to do that there's no better way than APAC. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Rabbi Daniel Cohen, for joining me this morning. We hope to have other representatives on in the coming weeks uh, to talk Thanks. about APAC. Much appreciated. And, my uh, pleasure. Thank you. Send Nacho my best. I shall. And give my regards to David Walk. I will, of course. <laughs> and Take. God's blessings on your show. Thanks a lot. Thank Take you care. so much. Take you care. Too. Yep. Bye-bye. It is uh, 8.33 in the morning. There was Rabbi Daniel Cohen, Senior Rabbi of Congregation. I go to the Shalom in Stamford, Connecticut. We were talking about APAC and the upcoming policy conference. I want to thank Jason Coppell, Deputy Political Director in the Northeast Region of APAC, for facilitating this, uh, this discussion this morning. And as I said, I hope uh, that over the coming weeks we will have, and uh, on the network there will also be uh, other guests uh, from APAC to talk about the policy conference. The website is policyconference.org, policyconference.org. A lot, a lot of people may not realize or think that uh, this grassroots effort is needed, but uh, last year I didn't get a chance to go to the conference, but I saw it live streaming, and uh, I think the number last year was something like 16,000 or 18,000 people 
that attended, including, as Rabbi Cohen said, many, many uh, in the uh, in the college age or even younger, uh, by the thousands that attended. Uh, and I think that uh, particularly in, um, I don't want to make a generalization, but in the uh, Orthodox community, I'm not sure that most people see uh, APAC as something they're usually connected with, and uh, that should uh, that should change hopefully because it is a uh, a very very important vehicle for promoting uh, Israel and uh, and and again to speak to our congressmen, elected officials, and senators, and to teach them uh, what's going on, and uh, this way they'll have a better way of looking at things. So. We certainly wish APAC uh, good luck on this year's conference. I, I think this year they're looking to have as many as about 22,000 people in attendance. And as I said, we'll find out more as the weeks go on before the conference. So uh, once again, policyconference.org. Thank you again, Rabbi Cohen, for uh, joining me this morning. We'll go back to the music here on JM Sunday. What do we, we're going to go to a Shomo Karbach uh, song, Brochenu Avinu. This is from uh, the album The Best of Shlomo Kabach. Thanks for listening, everyone, and joining me here on JM Sunday exclusively on the Nachum Siegel Network. If I ask God, please give me, give me money, give me health. It is possible that I should be healthy, but God forbid the rest of the world should not be. 
I could be rich, but the whole world, God forbid, can be poor. For there is one, one precious thing. I cannot ask God, just give it to me and not to the rest of the world. And that is peace. Or it's for the whole world. Or it isn't there at all. Because peace comes from such a high place in heaven. It is only given to the whole world. It's not given to individuals because it's God Himself. Another thing is, there are a lot of lights in the world. If I ask God, please put some light into my soul, put light into my life. The question is, where's this light coming from? If I'm just asking for myself, then the light comes from a very low place. Everybody knows, everybody knows, let me three times a day we ask all our needs, but at the end we say, please almighty sim shalom, let there be peace. And then we say, Borcheinu, Obinu, please bless me, but Kulanu, Kiechon, all of us like one. The Arpanecho is your light, because the light of God is only for the whole world. It's the light of peace, the light of love, the light of Shabbos, so join me.
Yochai by uh, Avram Rosenblum. Jerusalem is a calling album. That goes back a ways. We wanted to play it. I want to say hi to listener Shana, who's out there in the old city listening in today. Thank you so much for uh, for your kind words and for being a part of this uh, of this group of people who listen to the show every Sunday morning. Much, much appreciated. 
We're going to get set to wrap up the show with a couple more songs. Uh, I think we're going to try to get in Jonathan Scheinfeld and maybe an Avram Fried. So let's uh, hit that right now on JM Sunday. <laughs>
Thank you, Avram Freed, for ending up our show in a very powerful way this morning here on JM Sunday. And my thanks again to all the listeners out there. Before uh, Avram Freed, we heard Jonathan Scheinfeld with Boreola. My thanks again to uh, Rabbi Daniel Cohen of uh, Congregation Aguda Shalom in Stanford, Connecticut. He's on the National Council of APAC. We spoke about the upcoming uh, policy conference. You can go to policyconference.org, one word, policyconference, and then .org, to register and to find out more about the uh, upcoming APAC conference. Great programming continues all day long, including encore presentations and a, a first run of court report tonight at 7 o'clock. Nachum will be back tomorrow morning, eight <laughs> 6 to 9 in the morning, on uh, over on JM in the AM. So uh, my thanks to uh, Nachum and... Uh, oh boy. Okay, we're getting that a little bit <laughs> in triple stereo here. Uh, and my thanks to ZK this morning. Great help. Thank you so much for everything that you do. Okay, it's uh, time to say goodbye. Have a great week, everyone. We'll see you next week back here on JM Sunday.